0: Today on Church Public, pregnancy centers are still under fire and sometimes actually on fire. Facebook steps up and finally says that the attackers of these pregnancy centers are actually terrorists, which is great. But will Facebook actually do anything? Who knows? Senator Hiawatha, I mean Warren, says they have to, quote, crack down on pregnancy centers and, quote, because apparently pregnancy centers are now bad for women who need help with their pregnancy. And, of course, Biden today said he's going to remove the filibuster so that he can pass a nationwide abortion law. I'm Matt Odegaard, and this is Church Public. Welcome back to Church Public. Thank you so much for stopping by here today. Your time is valuable, and I appreciate you spending it with me. I hope that this is helpful content for you. I want to point you towards Jesus and help you make sense of this crazy world and all of the craziness that's going on in it. So if this is helpful, if you would like it, subscribe. If you want to give it a review, that helps too. And you, if you want to share it with somebody, text it to somebody, or you just hit that little button that says, you know, that shooter button that's on your phone. Anyway, you'll figure it out. So I appreciate all the help that you can give. All right, so a lot of stuff going on today. And what I wanted to hit was some of the things that's going on with pregnancy centers because apparently this still is a super big deal and people are still... Attacking these pregnancy centers because these poor moms who need help apparently are bad or something. It just really is a hot disaster. So via the Baptist press, pregnancy care centers across the United States were told to heighten security over the last weekend and also this coming weekend because of the Supreme Court decision that overturned Roe v. Wade in the Mississippi versus Dobbs case. Extremist pro-choice groups like Jane's Revenge took to the internet to encourage people to join in their violent brigades or start their own. Again, according to the Baptist press. If you're not watching, here is one picture of some vandalism where it says on the wall in spray paint, if abortions are not safe or aren't safe, we've also seen it on other ones, if abortions ain't safe, so that's nice, then neither are you. Jane's Revenge. They signed it. This is kind of like when my kids were younger and they would draw crayons all over the place and they would go Well, I am not the one who drew all over the wall. And then you go, well, you literally drew your name on the wall. Like, maybe you should have not wrote your name on the wall in crayon so that we know you did it. Anywho, so this is a potentially extremist, anti pro-life group, I don't know what to call them, so extreme pro-choice group called Jane's Revenge. They've taken responsibility for a lot of these things. On June 25th, there was a post they put on their website that said quote, everyone with the urge to paint, burn, cut or jam, now is the time. Go forth and manifest the things you wish to see, stay safe and practice your cursive, end quote. So that's a wonderful thing to wish on people. Anywho, continuing on in the Baptist Press article, attacks on pregnancy centers were reported over the weekend, this past weekend, in Colorado and Lynchburg, Virginia. Those centers serve local pregnant women by providing tests and care, counseling, support, essentials that help them through their whole pregnancy term and even into the postpartum, that would be when you actually have a baby. Officers were called to reports of vandalism also at a fire at the Longmont Life Choice Center, last Saturday that was on fire. Black spray paint covered the premises and bearing statements like bans off our bodies and what I just mentioned, if abortions aren't safe, neither are you. Kathy Roberts, the executive director of the Life, life Choice Center, said, quote, we hope the perpetrators of this act understand. An attack on life choice is not an attack on a political party. It is an act of an attack of, I'm sorry, It is an attack on those who walk through our doors every day. Anita, diapers, pregnancy tests, ultrasounds, clothing, financial classes, parenting classes, support, and so much more, she said. It just is really disheartening to me that people keep attacking these pregnancy centers when they say we're pro-woman, when they say we're pro-choice. But apparently the only choice you're allowed to have is to get rid of your baby. If you choose not to do that and to get help another way, Apparently, that's really bad, as we'll hear from Senator Warren in a moment. But before we get to that, Facebook has finally taken action. They have labeled Jane's Revenge, this group, a terrorist organization. The Intercept reported that Facebook's parent company, Meta, has filed, quote, Jane's Revenge to its dangerous individuals and organizations guidebook. Meaning, speech about the organization will be subject to a set of stringent regulations. However, so far, it's fairly unclear if they're actually enforcing this new code. Would we even know if they were? I'm not sure. So then we get to Senator Warren. She, well, I'll just read this tweet to you and then we'll talk about it. She tweeted, With Rogue on, it is more important than ever to crack down on so-called crisis pregnancy centers that mislead and deceive patients seeking abortion care. My bill with Senator Menendez would stop these harmful practices. So what I'm hearing is pregnancy centers that help women who are pregnant, and sometimes even up to actually helping their babies, are really bad and dangerous, because being pregnant and having a baby is more dangerous physically than having an abortion, which kills a baby, and in many cases also hurts physically, medically hurts the mother. Actually having a baby, which is biology, which is what women are designed to do, generally, I know it doesn't always work out, I know there's problems, but, you know, just as a general rule, as a standard, moms are supposed to be moms, and that's biology, and has been for thousands of years, but the other thing, killing the baby, is more dangerous than actually just going along with biology, I guess, is what she's saying, because the pregnancy centers are harmful. This whole thing just makes no sense. So she shared, along with this link to a Time article claiming that crisis pregnancy centers have personal data on women that could be, quote, weaponized against them. Um, I just, I don't understand this whole thing. It's just such a crazy thing. Like, okay, you just hate women having babies. I mean, that that, that really seems like the thing. And this all seems rather inflammatory to me. I mean, doesn't it seem inflammatory? Isn't that like the whole thing? Doesn't this just seem like We're trying, some of these people are trying to get people riled up to go out and vandalize these pregnancy centers. Burn them down, like we just heard about. I, I, I just don't know why else you would do this. And it comes back to this point that abortion is a sacrament to the left. Abortion is a religious act that creates this new genre of people that are not women anymore because women are then exactly the same as men. That seems to be the goal. The goal is to make a woman a man. To make a woman only able to work everywhere a man can work and do everything a man can do. Because apparently that's the goal. And the one and the biggest barrier to the goal of a woman being a man and a woman doing everything a man can do and going to work everywhere that a man can work, the biggest barrier to that is pregnancy. So you have to be able to get rid of the pregnancy at any time, at any stage, for any reason, so that a woman can be just like a man. This is what, apparently, feminism has told, and this is what the culture is saying, and this is what these senators are saying. We'll see in a moment. This is what President Biden is saying. This is what the left is saying. This is what celebrities are saying. This is what a ton of people, apparently, are saying. You have to have an abortion, because if you don't have an abortion, we've heard celebrities say this. There was, I'm not going to name her name, because I don't care, and I don't want to give her credit. But there was a very popular celebrity who got up at the Oscars a year or two ago and said, if I had not done this abortion, I wouldn't be getting this award and I wouldn't have a great career. That's just like, it, it both is morally wrong because it's the literal most selfish act that I could possibly think of. But it also just isn't functionally true. There are plenty of girls, women, who have had babies who are also enormously successful. These are not mutually exclusive things, but the culture is telling you they are mutually exclusive things. And that's where it comes down to this idea that an abortion is a sacrament. And it is this thing that the left forces you to put up with and do and and participate in because it's this religious right that you have to be exactly like a man. Because then you can work at the company and then you can put your 90 hours in and then you can get your retirement, and then someday maybe you can have kids if you want to, or if you haven't sterilized yourself by this point, which, by the way, I just read an article this morning that I'm not going to link to at this point because I I didn't think of it until now, but an article this morning where young women, 20-year-olds and sometimes younger, are having their tubes tied at 20 so that they cannot get pregnant. They're literally sterilizing themselves on purpose so that they can do whatever they want to do they can have whatever kind of sexual things they want to have there's no danger of pregnancy and they can work wherever and whenever they want to work becoming exactly like a man but losing the superpower that is theirs to literally create life god has given woman a woman the incredible ability to literally create life and 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 bring that new life into the world and this superpower The left is taking away and it's taking away the entire identity of a woman. And it really is a tragic thing. Like it is so tragic and we need to understand this. We need to understand what's happening. We don't understand this part of the thing. So the other piece that we have to talk about is these companies. There are now I'm going to put up some slides for you. And there are now so many companies that are paying in one way or another up to $4,000, sometimes more thousand dollars all kinds of things, to go and get an abortion so that you can go and get abortion and come back. I'll put up some slides for you here. I'll just read off a couple if you're listening. Levi's, Dick's, Apple, Walmart, Netflix, YouTube, Disney, CBS, Hulu. I'm not going to read these all. Uh, if you're not watching, uh, you can you can uh, go to the video at churchpublic.com and watch it later. Um, here's another slide. More, Expedia, Comcast, Old Navy, Kroger, Marvel, Wells Fargo, ESPN. Again, I'm not going to read these There's like 50 on this page. Here's another page. Axe, uh, Suave, Q-Tips, Ben & Jerry's, Trello, Sunlight. What's that, a dish detergent or washing thing? I mean, Fudgeicle, Klondike bars. Like, really? All these companies are going to pay for abortion travel. It just is ludicrous. And I want to tell you, if you haven't caught on to this, I, I don't know how to say this without being crass. The reason they're doing this is not because they care. It's not because they value your rights. It's because you're a moneymaker to them. You, as a woman working at these companies, make money. If you take maternity leave, if you increase your health care costs by having a baby, do you know how many tens of thousands of dollars that costs? And do you know that if they pay you two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000 to go and get an abortion and be back in a day or two and keep working, how much more money they make on you? Do you know this has nothing to do with their value of you? They are devaluing you to the bottom degree. They care about you 0%. And all of this, I'm gonna just, as I'm talking, I'm going to keep scrolling through these things. And you can keep looking at all of these companies that I would suggest you avoid if you can because they don't care about you. You're just a worker bee to them. They want you as a functional widget to just sit there and put in your 80 hours a week. And if you get pregnant, you just go and get your abortion. We'll pay you a couple thousand bucks. You go get your abortion. You're back in a day. And then you just keep working until you fall over dead. Uh, They don't care. They don't care. If they cared, they would say, hey, I will pay for you to go to the pregnancy center. I will give you extra money to go and make a family and start a family and be a mom. And I'll give you extra time off to be a mom and stay at home and raise your kid. I'll give you a year to stay with your kid. If they really cared, that's what they would do. They don't care. This is what part of the story that we're in. and You have to understand this. It sounds like, oh, these companies care for you so much. They're going to give you money to go and do this quote unquote health care. No, <laughs> that is not what they care about. Look at it. Look at all the com- companies that have signed on to this. Again, they don't care. All right. We're going to keep moving on because I can't take it anymore. All right. So and, and by the way, you've got all this inflammatory words, all of these things happening, and these companies that just don't care and will pay for you to go off and do the procedure and come back to work right away. And senators and celebrities who are saying, literally go and burn it down and we have to get rid of pregnancy centers because they're bad for society. And just as a question, I'm going to ask this again until a good answer, get a good answer because I don't have a good answer yet. If, as we have been told for years, for years, go and look up the stats on this. This is a thing Planned Parenthood has said in front of Congress, they've said they love women, they care for women, they do all of these different services for women, so many things they do for women because they love women so much. 97% of the things that Planned Parenthood has done are not abortion. Only 3% of things that Planned Parenthood does is abortion. That's what they have told us for literal years now. So why are they closing? If 90%, 90%, 97%, even if you go conservative, 80% of their business is not abortion, that'd be enough to keep you going, make some changes, keep going. They're closing. It seems like someone has been telling a story about what's going on. All right, you can investigate that further if you want to. Now we move to Joe Biden. Joe Biden is, he said today that apparently he's just going to kill the filibuster. If you don't know, um, so the filibuster... A filibuster is a thing that you have to, in order to vote on a bill in the Senate, you have to get more than 60% of the votes. That's the filibuster. So he's not been able to do this on this Women's Health Protection Act, which is a terrible, terrible bill. It sounds nice. Women's Health Protection Act. Who wouldn't want to protect the health of women? It's a euphemism. It's a euphemism for abortion on demand up until nine months, sometimes beyond, depending on the state it has a bunch of other garbage in it he just wants to push it through to codify Roe versus Wade idea into law so he said today he's going to kill the filibuster he announced that he will kill a filibuster so that he can pass nationwide abortion laws through the senate he said quote we have to codify Roe versus Wade into law and the way to do that is to make sure the congress voters do that biden said at a news conference in europe today if the filibuster gets in the way It's like voting rights. We provide an exception on this or an exception to the filibuster for this action. End quote. That's what he talked about. Um, He has also like what else did he say here? Quote, it's a mistake in my view for the Supreme Court to do what it did. I feel extremely strongly that I'm going to do everything in my power, which I legally can do in terms of executive orders, as well as push the Congress and the public. He really, really hates that women are going to keep their babies, and that babies are going to live. He really, 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 really hates that. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about Biden. In that, here, here's what I want to get to, and this is this is where where I want to kind of land today. Um, I want to come back to this question of rights, and I, I think that's where we need to just just finish this discussion today, because because I want us to understand this idea of rights, and the question is, where do we get our rights? Because you have Biden and senators and celebrities, and everybody saying you need this right to abortion, and the right is in the Constitution. Senator Warren said that. Biden said that. Everybody said this right is in the Constitution. The left says there is an absolute right to abortion in the Constitution. Where in the Constitution, when they're asked, they say, I don't know. It's in the 14th Amendment somewhere. It's in a right to privacy somewhere. If if they're really savvy, lawyerly types, they'll say they're in the penumbra's and the emanations, uh, which, of course, is nothing. It really is nothing. Like it, it, It's not in there. It's never been in there, which is why the Supreme Court justices, which is the highest court in the land, did their job and said, regardless of which side you fall on this idea of whether abortions should be right or not, it's not in the Constitution because it's not a right. So this is the question that I'm going to come down to that I want to help you with so that you can understand this and maybe be able to verbalize it a little bit. Where do rights come from? Here's the question. Where do rights come from? So there's two answers that I hear, and there's two answers that you can give. If they come from the government, if the government creates your rights based on something that they have, some idea that they have, something that they want you to follow, if the rights come from the government, then the government can change your rights to whatever they want them to be on any day for any reason. That's the logical conclusion. Do you understand that? If the government creates your rights, they can change them. They can make them up. They can take them away at any time because the government invented a right. The government invented a right that you can wear a yellow shirt on Tuesday. And they wrote that into law and said, you now have the right to wear a yellow shirt on Tuesday. But then one day they're like, well, actually, Wednesday is yellow shirt day. So I'm going to change the right. Now, I know that sounds ridiculous. And you're like, why are you talking about shirts? Because if the rights just come from something someone says at some point in time, They can make whatever right they want, and some of the rights are going to be ridiculous as we get to something like abortion. We'll talk more about that in a moment. So here's the first scenario. If the rights come from government, they can change them whenever and however they want. If, on the other hand, rights come from something bigger than government, we have a different perspective. And then you ask, well, what's bigger than government? And I would answer God. God is bigger than government. So the question is, does the right to life come from the government? And the answer actually is, this may be surprising, no. Does the right to life come from government? The answer actually is no. The right to life comes from God. The right to life is protected by the Sixth Commandment. This is not a bill. This is not the Constitution. You know those Ten Commandment things, Deuteronomy, uh, you know, Moses, the whole climbing up Mount Sinai thing, you know, Ten Commandments thing. So the sixth one says, thou shall not kill. No one has the right to end your life for no reason at all. We're not talking about justice. If you do something wrong, you may have consequences for that action. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about if you've done nothing wrong, if a baby has done nothing wrong, because it's a baby. No one has the right to end your life just because they don't like you. That's what we're talking about. The right to life comes from God. Now, here's where the government comes in. If we believe that the right comes from something bigger than government, like God, what the government does, the purpose of government, then is to protect your right to not be killed. So, God gives you a right to life, a right to not be killed, and the government is given the task of protecting your right to not be killed. I think that makes sense. I think it makes the most sense. And in fact, it solidifies that right in something bigger than government. And then the government can't come in and say, well, I'm going to change that right because I want to. Because their authority comes from something higher, something bigger than the government itself. And this is actually a really good thing because then your rights, some would say, as you may have heard in some kind of declaration, your inalienable rights may have even been endowed by your creator. Your inalienable rights, endowed by your creator. If you miss that reference, that's literally the Declaration of Independence. It's in there. Go and read it. Your inalienable rights come from your creator, not from the government. Who gives the rights? The creator. Who protects the rights? The government. See how that works? It's really simple, but we get it all topsy-turvy. We get it all backwards. And for some reason in this culture, we think the government has invented our rights and allowed us to have these rights. That's not how it works. God gives us rights, and then the government protects the rights that we're supposed to have. So then we get back to abortion. What is an abortion? You can beat around the bush. You can add all these euphemisms. The left loves to do this, but an abortion is killing an unborn baby. There just is no medically scientific other explanation to it. A baby is a baby from the point of conception, according to a biology. Pretty much every biologist agrees the point of conception is when a human life begins. The point of conception is when every mammalian life begins. This is just basic biology. So when you are doing an abortion, you are killing a baby. Killing is not a right given by God. Go check the Bible for the right to kill an innocent person in the Bible. It's not there. If you think you have this, if you find this, it's just not the God of the Bible. There is no right to kill in the Bible is a right to not be murdered. Commandment number six, thou shalt not kill. There's a right you have to not be murdered for no reason. This is the thing that we need to hold on to. And yet for some reason, we're struggling to hold on to this in these particular days. And And this is what I want to continue to come back to. You have to understand where your rights come from so that you understand the purpose of government. And you can see when government is doing things that it goes outside of its bounds. When it begins to create rights, whole cloth, just because it wants to, that's not really the place of government. And we have to be able to, and here's the thing, in America, who holds the power? This is a good question. This is like back to civics class, if you have that. The person that holds the power in America is not the government because it's a self-government. You are supposed to hold the power. You're supposed to be the one that elects the representatives, which is why this whole Roe v. Wade happened this removing Roe v. Wade happened in the first place because removing that puts it back to the states closer to you, closer to representatives, so that those representatives can then vote and figure out what rights you do have and what they should do and how they should rule. This is how it was supposed to be in this federal system where the states do a little bit of competition and then people can choose what state they want to live in by and large. This is how it was supposed to be from the beginning, and we've lost that, and we've become this top-down thing that the government says, you do this or else. So that's how this all fits together. We need to continue to pray for these pregnancy centers because they need prayer, and they need protection, and we need to continue to pray for those that are struggling with this because I know this is a really hard thing for some, and it's hard to understand for some. So that's going to lead me to the verse of the day. Let me give you this. I'll put it up for you here. This is the verse of the day, and this has nothing to do uh, necessarily with what we've been talking about, other than that it has to do with everything in life. This verse, if you're just listening, is, Even the wind and waves obey him. Matthew 8, 27. Even the wind and waves obey him. What is this verse about? Well, the disciples see Jesus. The waves are going crazy. Apparently, Jesus is, like, sleeping, and they're like, Jesus... We're all going to die. And, and Jesus is like, do you not believe? Do you not have faith? And then he calms the storm, and they notice that even the wind and the waves obey him. And this is the important thing. This is what we have to remember and watch out for. Jesus is the Lord of Lords. Jesus is the King of Kings. Jesus is the uncreated one that is before time, before all things, that is Lord of all creation. And because he's Lord of all creation, even the wind and the waves obey him. We feel sometimes on this side of things that the whole world is out of control and it's a chaotic mess, a spinning ball going off into oblivion. It's not. It may feel that way, but you have to remember that even the wind and the waves obey him. Jesus is Lord of heaven and earth. Jesus is Lord of all creation. And he holds that, and he holds that throne. And so even when it feels out of control, It's not. We need to trust, we need to pray, and we need to seek him with our heart and soul and mind and strength. I hope you do that. I hope you follow after him for Church Public. I'm Matt Odegaard, and as always, I hope you keep the faith.